Thank you for joining us and welcome to the Focusrite Pro Podcast. This is a monthly show where we dive into the cutting edge technology behind professional audio products. My name is Dan Hugley and I'm the U.S. Marketing Manager for Focusrite and Focusrite Pro. Today, once again, we're coming to you live from the NAB show as part of our NAB series. On the show today, I'm joined by our own Ted White and from G-Technology, Michael Giddig. We'll be discussing storage solutions for all different types of creatives, including post-production, photography, game and motion graphics, and a whole lot more. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome. Uh, we're recording here live from the NAB show in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, we have Michael Giddig of G Technologies, part of Western Digital with us. Welcome, Michael. Good morning. Good morning to you as well, and uh, thank you for joining us here today. Um, so uh, what, what brings you and uh, G Technology to the show, and what, what keeps bringing you back? Because I know I, know I saw you guys here last year, um, and you had a, a really great space. Um, what, uh, what do you look for in this show? Well, I think there's two things primarily. One is, um, you know, if you work in this industry and you do anything that, any creative work, any professional creative work, uh, you build a lot of relationships. And coming to a show like this is a great time to check in with everybody, say hi, see how everyone's families are doing, and also kind of figure out what's going on, what's new, and and, and really learn about what what different people are seeing because we're all experiencing this whole smorgasbord from a different perspective, and so. It's just a great way to see what's happening personally, professionally, and G Technology obviously is a brand that's been around for a while, doing the sexiest part of the creative process, it storage. <laughs> Every, yeah. Everybody loves their storage drives, right? That's yeah, you know, it's the first thing people think about. They're yeah. building a studio. It's like, <laughs> I need a hard drive. I mean, it needs to be, it needs to be portable. Exactly. Well, I joke about it, but it is most of the things that you see here, they're creating ones and zeros that they have to go somewhere. And so G-Tech is here to to really, obviously, we're we're here to to show people what we're building to help kind of, we're going to try not to use workflow too many times in this conversation, but really to help understand what the workflows look like, how storage plays into them, and, and try to be more helpful than just the drive that all this stuff sits on, but really understand what are you doing? What are you trying to do? And how can we help? Who are the partners that we need to talk to to make this easier for you? Uh, what kind of creatives do you guys serve at GTech? Um, I know you, you represent a lot of different uh, markets. Uh, let, uh, let us know what you're, you're focusing on. It's, it's the whole range. Um, I mean, really, we, we, we run the gamut. If you're doing anything that requires direct attached storage, um, we're there. And, and because we're part of the overall Western Digital Corporation, we've got SanDisk, so yep. we're very closely on the photography yeah, side, right. and the camera yeah. side. We've got Western Digital, which also has this whole professional side of the business that does petabyte, exabyte scale. Um, so we, GTech, it's hard to say who we, we focus on. I would say our, our bread and butter is film and television. It's, it's audio, whether that's for film and television or that's musicians, um, photography. And I think we're starting to do a little bit more in, in sort of game design and graphic design, motion graphics. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Just because I think some of the problems are, are pretty similar across the board. Yeah, it seems that way. Um, and, uh, you know, we run into the same thing with all of the different verticals have different, uh, different problems. They all look different in each one, but they really comes down to one basic solution like with you guys it's storage and with us it's sending those ones and zeros uh to get somewhere else 
um, which you guys do an awesome job at. I mean, oh, I think it's, it's it's well, it's important. I mean, you, you, you kind of downplay some of these processes that are not as exciting as right. a camera or a camera lens. You know, you just walk by Zeiss or Canon, right. and Red, and you know, it's they are exciting. They're really beautiful pieces yeah. of hardware, but ultimately, the plumbing that supports all of that, That's true, it's got to be good. And and the companies that build it have to understand what that looks like. You know, you, you can't you can't downplay it. So talk about it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Cool. Um, what um, what uh, new products do you have here at the show? Do you have any anything brand new that you can talk about? Um, a couple things. I mean, I, so obviously in storage, we're always going to talk about capacity increases. Today, I think we announced a uh, a fourteen terabyte capacity three and a half inch spinning disk, which wow. is is insane. I on my on my Uber ride to the airport this morning, uh, my Uber driver told me that he was one of the, the visual effects supervisors on Stargate wow. in nineteen ninety four, and the piece of trivia he gave me was that. All of the visual effect shots of Stargate were combined total six minutes of, and 100 gigs, and it took him a year to wow. render all of them. Wow. So think about 1995, 100 gigs, and now we've got a 14 terabyte drive. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then the other big thing that we're showing today is uh, is the Armor, the Armor All Terrain Drive. So uh, okay. yeah, it's Armor ATD for short. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that we talk to people about all the time is just how do you get data from point A to point B. Yep. Um, it's not just about professionals; it's about students who throw their stuff into yeah, bags or maybe yeah. not as diligent with their, their their belongings as they could be. Um, and so the armor was our answer to, you know, what what can you build me that's going to protect this data and make it easy for me to move it around and it's also going to look good. So yeah. That's also pretty important. That it does have to look good. You could have the best tech out there, uh, but if people don't want to have that on their desk and they don't want to put that in their bag, then uh, you know it has to be attractive to them. Yeah, industrial design is really important. It, it is important because yeah. people have Especially choices. for the younger, yeah, the younger, the, the kids. Yeah. Well, I kids mean, want stuff that looks good. Yeah, nobody they wants something yeah. that's that's aesthetically yeah. not pleasing sitting on their desk or in their rack. And it, right. I mean, it's funny. We, I, I was joking. Uh, I was joking with with, uh, with Dan when he came over. I said we should just throw a party and call it the Red and Blue Party because yeah, you know, red everywhere yeah. for you guys. We got blue <laughs> everywhere for G Tech. It all looks good. We should, and uh, and we are we are going to have an event with you uh, with you folks coming up in the near future um working with uh i don't know what 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 does that what does he do is he a, a sound editor yeah will files is a sound sound editor yep. i think he does oh, some yeah. remixing too maybe yeah i think he did a um, uh, the sound for the the movie venom um i believe he's working on um sound another design and editing yeah, yeah he's doing sound and design and editing for the next season of stranger things I think he's really close he to your on, office. He, he just uh, did Venom, I think, right? Was yeah. he on Venom? Yep, just did Venom. Um, yeah, so we're going to have him um, at the G-Tech office, which is a fantastic uh, place to come visit. You guys built that out absolutely perfectly. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you, you represent every workflow. I'll be the next one to say it in this. <laughs> if, if this was a drinking game. We should uh, have a tally. It's yeah, only two so far. I think <laughs> only we're pretty two. good. That's all right, yeah. Just but for people who don't know, you should just give us a little overview of the, the studios that you built. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so we, we built a space that we call G Technology Studio, very original, I know. Uh, the, the actual spaces inside of it have more fun names. I think we call it the, uh, it's the, the drive-through feeder and the two-bit studio, which, uh, yeah, you know, trying to, trying to get a little, <laughs> little humor in there. Um, but yeah, we, we effectively, we built out a space that was all about understanding, understanding how all the stuff that we do fits together. Right. So. You know, for hard drives, how we used to do things, it would be a bunch of drives on a table. We would tell you the capacity, the interface. You know, hey, what do you need speed-wise? How much, how much storage yeah. do you need? And then we would plunk a big drive on a table and say, this is the drive for you. Um, it just doesn't work 
well to do that anymore. Um, I think the, the, the variance of workflow and the, the variance of products that people are going to be using and the different ways they're going to be, do, they're going to be doing those things, it really requires us to be able to say, okay, let's sit down together, let's talk through it. So one of the things we do at the studio is we do workflow design sessions where literally we bring a team in, we bring a producer, we bring, a, yeah, we bring in the DIT, the camera person, whoever it is on your team that you, you think needs to be there. Sit down with a whiteboard and we draw out what you're doing today. We draw out where you want to be and uh, are you going to change the cameras out? Are you going to be using a new board? Yeah. Are you going to have multiple rooms? And then we start plugging things in. And so the studio actually has different spaces to do all of that. So we have a big sort of open space that we can use for kind of the onset. We have a DIT cart and camera cart, um, lots of lovely microphones and everything is connected uh, to our production room, which is where all the RedNet stuff is. So we've got a room that has three different desks, a home studio desk, professional audio desk, and a professional photography and graphic design desk. And they're all networked, so the whole space is networked, yeah. and then everything goes back into a post-production theater where we've got a you know, 4K Dolby production theater, post-production theater, where we can do the rest of the workflow. So you can yeah. do everything through from capture, ingest, a little bit of post-editing to full post-production workflow, and then you can actually watch it. And again, it's while that's nice for fun, it's also really kind of practical because somebody comes in and says, I'm going to be shooting with three Aries or three Reds, or I'm going to be shooting on the C500, or the whatever it happens to be, we can just go, okay, cool. We're going to plug all that stuff in, and we can call our partners and say, hey, we've got somebody who's doing X, Y, and Z, and we don't know about this yeah. as well. Come on over. Can you help yeah. us? And, and I think it's a great, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a great place. It's just, I don't know, as somebody it who works is. there, it's, a nice space. it's been really cool. It's been cool because we yeah. learned so much about what is happening. Yeah. So, yeah. It sounds like you built the space um, as kind of a uh, a part of the shopping process and the research process. You know, people might have questions. They visit your website. They might read some literature or something like that. Um, but then, you know, if they were to see that table you were describing with just a bunch of interfaces and the tech specs on them, they might not know what's best for what they're doing. So to see it in an actual real-world application being like, oh, I'm a photographer. I'm going to sit down here. This is what it will look like. Uh, this is what I aspire to. Uh, so it sounds like you guys had a, a, a really great vision for this space, and, and it's really, um, it was awesome to come by there and see it, and, and see it actually taking shape. Cause well, it, it's awesome to have you guys as a part of it, because yeah. it's, it's a, again, I mean, you solve a fundamental problem that a lot of people that we work with have, so. Yeah. No, uh, it was it was easy decision to try to, you know, do whatever we could to work with you on that. Well, I, I, think, I think the other part of it is that we're learning so much. We, we keep we keep learning. We keep hearing things, and we were talking about it before. You know, on the audio on the audio side, the things that we've heard were maybe a little different than than I. I they were different than the assumptions that I had going into the space. You know, I figured we were going to be talking to a lot of people about where should I keep my plug-in library, yeah. and should I record onto the hard drive on my laptop. Right. Which we do hear a fair amount of that, but then there's a lot of this like I have a closet full of hard drives. I don't know where anything is. What do I do? And so hearing that, and then being able to answer that and actually solve it and then be able to go teach a bunch of other people how to solve that problem that's been been really cool yeah that's a powerful one this uh, storage solutions everybody's different right everybody has a different looking desktop and uh, they have different uh, ideas of where they should store things and then they kind of forget what their own uh, process was yeah where it, where it's at yeah yeah uh, it's, I mean it's, I have I have you know dozens of drives old new yep and I need to figure out a, the, the best way to, to kind of uh, organize it all and put it all on a newer, newer drive or a series of drives. Or I mean, what do you, you probably hear that a lot from, from musicians or all the content going back, you know, or projects years and years. 
Um, yeah, I mean, what, what, in your opinion, is the best practice or the best well, way to, to organize all that stuff? Where to get started? How yeah. Do you, where do you get started with something like that? So I'll give you the, the practical. So I think you're, you're touching on sort of the, the there's two paths, right? Yeah. There's the, I have a, a bunch of hard drives and SCSIs and zips, and I need to get all that stuff consolidated. That's sort of path number one. And then path number two is, okay, what do I do going forward? So mm-hmm. for, for the stuff that you have, Practical tip number one is if you have hard drives, you need to be spinning them up every six months at minimum. Um, hard drives run at you know 7200 RPM or 5400 right. RPM, which is effectively which what your, your engine is running at. And uh, you know if it yeah, doesn't like, spin, yeah, you like might have a problem. Your, yeah, it's like leaving your car in the driveway for a year. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. Good luck starting yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and so you know, bit rot is real. I know that you're going to start hearing more about bit rot because it's now been probably 15 years or so since everybody really started putting more on onto hard drives and most of our audio workflows and film and video workflows have gone into that digital realm 10 years 15 years you're going to start to see hard drives that had really important work going away yeah. um, and so you know this idea of bit rot of this stuff just disappearing or rotting away um, one way that you, you address it is by spinning the hard drives up I would say in your case it, the, f- the first thing to do is is literally Either if you're really diligent, you can make a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. If not, you can literally just add the total capacities yeah, c- of all that media yeah. Yeah. and just go, okay, cool. I have 12 terabytes worth right. or I have 20 terabytes worth. And then your next step is going to be buy a hard drive that has that times usually two or three. Um, that way you can actually set it up in a RAID 5 with redundancy. So when you do move everything, yeah, you've got a, a little idea. bit of redundancy built in. And you can also move your new stuff in. So it's right. not, right. You, know, you don't buy it, fill it up immediately, and now it, it goes back on the it shelf. goes back it's, in the closet, yeah. Um, another practical tip is that when hard drives hit 80% capacity, they start to get funky. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> most people don't know that until yeah. they have a problem, and then they go, yeah, my drive is going really slow. Well, it's just a, it's a physical problem. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, you know, the tip that nobody really wants to hear is that all hard drives will fail. They're, they're not, they're not sure. meant to last forever, and so... You know, the consolidation process usually starts with cataloging what you have, figuring out the amount of data. You know, another proxy that you can use if you're trying to figure out what the total capacity should be is take your last year, look at how much you created in that last year, and then multiply that by three. So total mm-hmm. of existing, last year times three equals what capacity you need right now. It's a really simple way to do it. And it'll oh, that's good. Give, you, you know, give you a few years that you can use that drive. Right. I usually tell people when they're doing that consolidation, grade five is great because that way you've got fail-safe built in place. It's still fast. It's fast enough that you can move things on and off. You won't feel like it's a kind of a cold storage archive. Um, and then I tell people that you need some sort of ingest software. Don't use Finder to copy all this stuff over. <laughs> yeah. uh, you guys are smiling. Yeah. I know on the audio side, people can't see that smile. But uh, it's when you copy things over, Finder is great until there's a problem. And when you copy that much data over, Finder won't tell you yeah. if, if there's a problem when you're when you're moving things. So right. what happens is you may copy it over, and then six months later you go, "Oh, I want that file. Cool, it's on my you know, it's, it's on my, my 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 RAID. Great, spin it up." And what you find is that your RAID actually on the copy it didn't copy it over, or the file was corrupt before that, and you copied over a corrupt file. Yeah. Now what? Now you've maybe tossed those drives, or maybe you, you put them somewhere else, and you don't have them. So using some piece of ingest software, and there's there's quite a few. I mean, there's Super Duper, there's Hedge, which is more video friendly, and Chopper Pro, which is right. more video friendly, and Silverstack. Um, Carbon, uh, sorry, the other one is uh, Carbon Copy Cloner is another one. Yeah, I've heard of that one. Yeah. And the one that is sitting on my computer is Chronosync. 
Now I've shouted out. I think I shouted out all of them. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so they offer backup solutions as well, those softwares, right? They're, they're the, the piece you of schedule, software, schedule exactly. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, one of the things that I love about pieces of software like that is that you can now, you know, talking about going forward, the whole point is to remove friction. Because the reason that we don't do this in the first place is because it sucks. It's a pain yeah. in the butt, yeah. right? And, and I, I mean, I, I can tell you, like I have, before I started working for a hard drive company, I had 12 hard drives and they were, one is in my car, one is in my parents' house, you know, like three are in my office at home, three yeah. are in my office at work. Because I just I'm not I'm not good at it, and it's a pain in the butt. And the software, all these different pieces of software, actually allow you to set up automation. You know, I, on my computer, Chronosync flashes this little exclamation mark when I forget to run a scheduled backup. So if I forget to do it, it goes, "Hey, yeah, just remember." And that leads to the final and, and probably the most critical of the practical tips, which is the, the rule is three, two, one. So three copies of your data in two different locations and one that you're working off of. And one of those locations could be the cloud. Um, you know, there's a lot of really great cloud yeah. services that do all you can eat. They're right. slow. It'll take you a while to get all of your work up there, but at least then you have the big red button to push. If everything hits the fan and you know, we're living sure. in LA and yeah. you yeah. have an earthquake in your house. <laughs> or a fire. <laughs> something really bad happens yeah. and all of your hard drives yeah. locally are gone. You're going to be super happy yeah. that you've got that cloud button. Right. Um, so that's kind of the, you know, sort of the more, the more practical way to approach it. And, and look, it's going to suck in the beginning. Yep. It, it is. There's no, there's no two ways around it. Yeah. When you first go to consolidate everything that you've got on a bunch of hard drives, there's no fast or easy way to do it. But once you do it, I mean, we've done this, having done this for hundreds if not thousands of people or helped them to do it, there is a palpable sense of relief yeah. when you don't have your hard drives on a bunch of different drives that you don't know are, are working or not working, when you can go, this is it. This is everything here. And when you can quickly copy that over to that second copy, that second right. local copy, right. that feeling is just like, okay, cool. There's like a lot of anxiety riding on, yeah. I don't want to no, lose is, this yeah. stuff. And, yeah. and you know, the professional side, obviously there's money involved. Mm -hmm. On the personal side, I mean, if you have, you have kids, you have pictures of your kids, I, 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 I would be heartbroken if I lost pictures of my kids. Yeah, we, we don't yeah. have physical pictures anymore. You know, nobody... nobody for the most part, people don't print out their photos. And, no. and even if they do, those are the things you leave behind. You, you take the hard drive now instead of taking the printouts. Yeah. Yeah, those days are over. Yeah. Printing. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're my mother. My mother prints every single photo. <laughs> yeah, right? I go to her house and there's a picture of the, mo the worst photo I ever took in my life and it's hanging on her refrigerator. Yeah, does she do it from the, the home printer as well? No, yeah. she goes. Oh, she does? <laughs> she, goes to, yeah. she takes her camera. Or, I'm sorry, she takes her phone to Costco. And she doesn't do it herself. She actually asks asks the person. Yeah, we're doing we're doing a little ad for Costco. The Costco prints are not bad. They're not that bad. They're not and bad. They're very inexpensive, and they will ship them to you for free. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, well. So if I I'm, I mean I'm just bogarting everything here. So I may as well yeah. get you through no, no, the no, second no. half of it, which is yeah, If you're please. if you're kind of looking forward and you're thinking about what to do, right? Um, I would say one of the most common questions that I get is, when is it right to move to SSD? Like, right. should I use an SSD? And the answer is, if That's you're doing anything audio, the answer is now. Yeah. Um, ask me a year ago, and I would have said, eh, wait a little bit, just because there's there's spinning disk that's higher capacity and just as quick, mm -hmm. and it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. Now, SSDs yeah. cost, basically, you're, you're looking at maybe like 20 to 50 bucks more than their equivalent in spinning. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have, I obviously can't see it in the podcast. I'll show you guys in a second, because I don't want you to hear the zipper. Um, but now we have an SSD that's you know, literally you know, wow. maybe two credit cards big. Yeah. Wow. Uh, half a terabyte, one terabyte, and two terabytes big. 
my one product shout out. It's the R Series SSD. Oh, I'm shouting it out because I think a lot of musicians really love this drive. Yep. Um, and it's the number one recommendation that I make. I go, put your entire library on this. Mm -hmm. Put any sounds that you're working off of on this. And if you want, you can even have a second one. You can do one that's your sounds and one that you're recording onto. Or if you have a newer computer, just use the use the, the built-in drive on your computer and then move it over when you're done because effectively now you've yeah. cleaned it up so you can run your applications really cleanly off the computer itself. Yeah. Um, but SSDs are great. I mean, SSDs really allow for you know the throughput on a on a lower end professional SSD is 400 to 550 megs per second. Yeah. Like you'd yeah. have to have a pretty big orchestra with a lot of microphones to need that much bandwidth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and you can even at the lower end of, of 4K video, 500 megs per second, you're you can edit 4K in a pinch. So yeah, it's, it's 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 a good way to start balancing things. And when I start to see people who are like, "Oh, I'm traveling with this clunky two bay because it's the only thing that gets me the right speed or yeah. I'm using everything is on the computer when I travel. I don't know about you guys, but we're seeing a lot more mobility in the creative process. Yeah. And, oh yeah, that's I, I've done it. I just recently moved my whole Pro Tools HD rig, and I'm running it mostly off of a laptop yeah. now go. because the i7 in it is the the processor is great, it works. I can use it with Thunderbolt or our uh, PCIe card or whatever, and. Uh, um, and my HD native card, so I do have a terabyte, a couple terabyte of your terabyte drives. They're not SSD that I use for all my sound libraries, but I think I should. Yeah, we're gonna invest have to, on moving. We're gonna have to talk. We're gonna have to SSD, talk as yeah. soon as the show's over. Once yeah. I show you this drive, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's silly. It's it's like why wouldn't you? And and one of the things that that we do a little bit differently. I mean, there's a lot of SSDs out there. I think we think about the fact that you're going to be working constantly. Yeah. Um, and so we put a heat sink in the SSD because usually what happens with SSD is most people don't don't know this. You'll see the, the throughput when you buy the drive. It says, you know, 550 or 650 megs per second or some of the newer NVMe flash that'll be 2,500 megs per second. What happens is as soon as the thing gets hot, you have, you know, these cliffs. It just yeah. drops oh, really? down. I didn't oh, know. yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, if you're thinking about a, a, a photographer's workflow as opposed to a, you know, somebody who's working in audio or video, Photography tends to be I'm trying to copy as quickly as I can from my camera card onto the backup, right. and so you know that might take 15, 30 minutes. Well, if you have a drive that heats up quickly, you might have really quick in the first 15, and then it slows down. If you're doing video, it's a problem. If you're doing yeah, audio, it's a real problem. And so um, most, you know, not most, all of the mobile SSDs that we, we make now have that that capability. It has a big fat nicely designed heatsink inside nice. so that you can continuously be working. So I would say, you know, another practical tip, um, think about that when you're buying an SSD. If you know that you're, you're going to use your library, you're going to put your entire plug-in library, even all of your, your applications on it, you're probably going to be working off of it for a long time. It's, yeah. it's not going to be something that's quick transfer out. Um, and so you want something that, that you, can, you can run for a while. Yeah. That's, that, those are some great tips. Um, uh, you've given me uh, some <laughs> advice here. I, I, yeah. I, I will admit that I'm guilty of having three different separate hard drives at home uh, with three different connection types on them. So I need to get out of that FireWire drive. Yeah, that's the other and, thing. Yeah, I have a FireWire 400, a FireWire 800, oh. and then I have a Western Digital uh, small uh, one terabyte uh, we're USB all, drive. We're all guilty of it, though. Yeah. I, like it, it's, it's one of those things, you, you, it's, it's like if... if you kind of just have to make a plan and go at it. I just have to stop, stop buying adapters and buy a, a new... Yeah. Uh, well, those FireWires are the ones I'd be worried about just yeah. because... Yeah, I have a lot of 4 and 800s from yeah. 
back when I was recording, all the stuff I used to mix and record was all yeah. four and eight hundred. Yeah, everything from yeah. when I did. I as literally well. have a, over a dozen of those drives. I, I found I a bunch of I found a bunch of of, uh, of zip discs. So uh, yes. one, one of the things I did when I worked in a recording Omega, studio, right? yeah, we, we used to we used to sit in the studio yeah. until way too early in the morning listening to records and pulling samples, and they were yeah. all going. Yeah, they were on great to, for samples. Yeah, it was just like literally pulling everything onto zip disks. It was like, yeah. yeah, and I had one hanging off of the back of a, a, a an emulator, I think. Ooh, like a fifty pin, and then I had to get I had to get an adapter. I paid a lot of money for a cable and adapters to get. From the from the the emu box to the sampler <laughs> into the zip because because the zip was like a twenty five pin mini whatever yeah. whatever it was back then yeah I, th- I think it was, it was I think a it was million a dollars for the cable yeah the cable was more than the actual box <laughs> and, yeah the zip cartridges those were funny sounds like something that uh, before your time dude yeah that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a fun project though it'd be fun I, I actually. I have, I have a weird pipe dream of going into some old recording studios and helping them digitize. Well, some yeah, stuff you know, it's probably a, it's a little side business for someone. Some good stories. Yeah, you know, yeah it's, that's it's like imagine imagine spinning something up or getting, getting something ripped off of a SCSI yeah. that somebody hasn't listened to in twenty years or yeah, fifteen or years. Yeah, didn't know existed. People, yeah. yeah, people forgot about something. Yeah. lost recordings of you know, some artists that have passed or something like that that'd be amazing yeah it's out there I'm sure it's out there I, 100% it's out there it'd be a fun one yeah. trying to think if there's anything else I think the last thing in terms of looking forward so forward looking what okay yes the backwards looking it's a pain in the butt go do it you'll be happy you did if, if it doesn't make you happy or you don't have a palpable sense of relief call me and you can yell but I think you will be forward looking if you if you don't have the problem of all the hard drives if you're sort of newer to this or if you just we're really diligent. You've got everything. It's really well organized. I'd say for your, your sort of recording going forward, um, I tell people all the time, get off of a single spinning disc as the one that sits on, yeah. your, on, your, on your desktop. Um, if you're in a studio, get four bays if you can afford it, two right. bays at minimum, um, just because it's, it's like, why, why chance it? I mean, redundancy isn't a true backup, so having a RAID 1 isn't really, it's not backup in the, in the, in the true sense of the word, but... It means that if something happens, if you have a failure point, you're not going to lose everything that you did. Right. And so that's another one of those things where it's like it's so cheap to do it now. It's not. You're not talking about a thousand bucks to go out and do it. And especially if you're if you're dealing in audio, you're just not in that like you don't need 96 terabytes. Yeah. Most people in audio don't need 96 terabytes. No. You need maybe 12 or you know maybe 20 even. And it's still the bang for the buck of having that redundancy and having something that you can just drop everything onto. It's going to be fast enough to do anything you could ever imagine but also gives you that fail safe in case something goes wrong in case that drive fails which again drives will fail um, you'll be a lot happier and then I I won't get your angry phone call and you're like I lost everything (laughs) and yeah we want to be empathetic we we and we are empathetic but it's like you know these things are important these this this stuff that you're creating is really important right and I don't want to tell you that it's your fault if you have it on one one drive, but if it fails and you only have it on one drive, yeah. Yeah. <coughs> it's your fault. Well, there's really yeah. no one else to blame, and and you know since <laughs> since this is we are talking about creative people who are maybe recording their first album or EP or maybe you know their next one, uh, those are very personal projects to them, so they don't want to take the blame, but they they know, right? I mean, they have to know it's their fault. Yeah. Well, I would. It doesn't help though. I, I would mean, be mad at someone, you know. I would point a finger at someone, I'm sure, but. We've had a few angry people in our office, and, and it's hard not to have 
tremendous sympathy, of course, because yeah. you know, it, it, we've all been there. Yeah. Everybody who works in this industry has lost something, and yeah. we could have an entire podcast episode dedicated to the horror stories of what, what have, happens. What have you lost on your yeah. podcast? Yeah, exactly. That's actually... <laughs> Maybe, maybe after NAB we can start a podcast. Yeah, what? yeah Ted. Okay. Data horror stories. Oh, I can get, yeah. We that would be good. Yeah, talk, talk to people about, about how, how they got fired very unceremoniously yeah, after them. losing a hard drive or making a wrong copy yeah. or deleted, wiping everything off the card. What happened to the card? Del- I wiped it. <laughs> Deleting the copy when you're supposed to be working from it. <laughs> I did that last week. Luckily, it was not that big of a deal. I was wow. able to recreate it. Yeah, I've had one spectacular fail. Fortunately, it was <laughs> fortunately for my professional career, it was only personal things. Oh, yeah. but it was heartbreaking. Yep, it was heartbreaking. I think had I known that that the data recovery services existed back then, yeah, I, I probably would have gone to one. Yep, but even that, it's an expensive road to go it down. It is right. Yeah, it's great. I mean, they're great companies. They know what they're doing. But if you've got to open a hard drive in a clean room, you're in trouble. That's that's money. Yeah, and SSDs, SSDs right now, there, there, there isn't a an easy way to recover data off of an SSD. So, it's another reason why I tell people when they when they do move to SSD, that makes that backup copy even more important because, yeah. not that the reliability of SSDs is, it's it's a known, but they're still in terms of longevity, we still don't really right. know because they mm-hmm. haven't been out that long. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, but you don't want to be caught with your one copy on an SSD and that thing yeah. fails and it's catastrophic failure. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't want anybody to have that. All right. Um, I've been so nice. I haven't, I thought, I had so many horror stories in my head that I thought about calling out, but people would be very angry at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One, one, one of an album, an album in production on, on a computer in a, in a backpack that was left in front of the hotel before they went to dinner. <laughs> and, uh, Wow. Yeah, he That's got very lucky. Hotel security picked it up. Luckily, luckily, wow. but wow. but the even thinking about it, I'm, yeah. I'm getting anxious thinking yeah, about I know, it. I remember him telling me the story of just like I, I, I'm in the band and I'm producing the record, and that would have been it. Wow, <laughs> wow, get fired from your own record. Yeah, why don't you have a copy? Come on. Yeah. So that's so your guys. three, two, one rule. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's again super unsexy, but really practical. Yeah. No, it is. Um, but if you ever have questions about this stuff, I know. Yeah, where can where can people reach out to you? Well, so <laughs> that's a, that's actually that's my my biggest plug today is that um, as part of the studio build out, mm-hmm. we are spinning up a white glove sort of professional service line. So oh, that's great. Think of it like a hotline. Mm-hmm. So if you are trying to figure out you're doing any kind of professional production. Um, and you want to know what the optimal workflow is, or you've got a bunch of hard drives and you're trying to figure out how do I yeah. consolidate this, um, the studio now has its own dedicated email line. So okay. it's great. just the studio oh, at g-technology.com. Uh, you send an email there, and somebody from our team gets it, and we basically triage it amongst the team. So depending on what you need, the right person's going to get it, and we're going to figure out whether you need to come in for a session or whether we can just hop on the phone with you. Yeah. Um, uh, that's a great level of service. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. it saves us a lot of back and forth it to does. be able to just what what are you trying to actually do here, and what is the problem? And yeah, uh, you know, a, a magically a human will call you and, and take care of it. It's yeah. way more practical for us too. And and the other part of the studio that we're we're as part of the hotline is 
we have workstations at the studio that are also just there for our partners and for our customers. And oh, cool. You guys know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if anybody listening needs a desk in Los Angeles for a day or two, we've got a bunch of different workstations that you can come in. Literally send us an email. If nobody's booked the day, you can come in and use the space. Oh, that's We're really very cool. Trying to keep it, trying to keep it open for people who don't have access to those mm-hmm. kinds of things. But you know, we had a production company come in the other day. They said the alternative of us renting a soundstage for the day to do workflow testing here, there's we wouldn't do it. They they yeah. wouldn't do it if yeah. they didn't have it. So, well, you got it. That's come a great over. service. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's nice. You have the space and you have it uh, uh, kitted out so well that that's that's perfect stuff like that and that's and and just an incredible service to offer clients and potential clients yeah that's, that's great. yeah i can't wait to hear the atmos theater yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to the uh the focus right event at the g technology studios oh it's gonna be good yeah it's gonna be good and we got since the last time you guys were there we got a lot of the kinks out of the space and okay uh, the, cool. the partners that we pulled in you guys are in a you guys are in a great group of partners in in the space and yeah. yeah, it's been very cool. Yeah, it's, I feel very, the whole team, we're just lucky. You know, it's, it's, you look around, you, okay, we have this 4K camera and that 8K rig and every piece of software that you can imagine. The pro yeah. audio rig is screaming. We have a, an isolation booth that the Whisper Room guys gave yeah, that's us. That's right, yeah. You know, it's, it's, Fender gave us a, Fender gave us our, my dream guitar. So my dream guitar <laughs> is American Tele, a Sunburst American Tele. <laughs> And, and literally one and you're day... you have a P-Bass, I think, or yeah, something, right? Yeah, <laughs> we have an American yeah, P-Bass, right, too. But literally, like, one day, it showed up. And, and, and not, not just to plug everybody, you know, not to just toot the partner's horns, but Please I think do. part of the reason was that we all kind of, we all kind of have this issue, right? It's, right? it's like... We do. Plugging this stuff... You, you guys probably experience this just as much, if not more, where plugging this stuff in doesn't solve the problem. Yeah. It's, it's actually... And, and, and getting somebody to understand how practical and how much more efficient this could make them right. is not it's not an easy it's 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 takes a little bit longer than just like here's the specs on the product on the website go buy it you know you, you really having that opportunity to plug it in and show them the ecosystem yeah. go okay here's here's a pro audio workstation here's my pro tools rig here's my red net setup here's you know here's the here's the vocal booth over here here's my patch bay going into a live room over here and then this is all going back to the post room then, then they, they just literally they look at it and they go, and it all it's all connected. It all talks to each other. Yeah. How are you moving the audio? <laughs> through, through my focus right gear through RedNet. Wait, what? Yeah. yeah. Here's look. You see that cabling over there? That tray That's is great. taking all yeah. the signal from here to there. And they go, wait, you can do that. So it's it's been cool. And all all the partners seem to be. On, on board with that, which is yeah, it's fun. I'll, sh- I'll shut up now. No, it's amazing. No, it's, what, it's amazing what you can do with one Cat Six cable these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and it's so it's so practical. People have to see it to believe it. It's one of those that that you know, audio rock P is is the type of technology that people you can explain it to them on or, or uh, you know on paper all you want, but until they see it, they plug it in, and they see the software and see how it works, then they get it. You, you'd think it would wouldn't be that difficult but we just don't tr- i mean none yeah. of us trust anything new. right right yeah <laughs> once but, once it works right yeah when, yeah when once you see it in operation um it took me a while to understand what it was uh but then when you just realize that it's just converting everything in the box and then just sending the digital signal kind of clicks um you know it's just really quite quite cool and very efficient it's rid of a lot of weight and money in uh, those copper snakes that everybody had in wall boxes yeah um, but, well, yeah. if I can give a parting shot, I'd say that it's 
knowing how reluctant all of us are to a lot of these changes and, and to some of the newer technologies, I'd say it's not it's it's a challenge, but it's not it shouldn't be as anxiety laden as as it is. I think all yeah. of these companies, all, all the companies around here, really want to help with it. It's one of the things that's really great about NAB is is that you can get here and talk to the person who actually understands your specific problem. Right. Yep. And so as reluctant as you are to change whatever it is, everybody's here. We've all recognized that, that that's, that's our value. That's what it we is. do better. That's hopefully what we do better than, sure. than the other person who's trying to help you. Yep. Um, and so don't, don't be so scared. Nope. It's, it's not so bad. Talk to us. It'll only hurt a little bit. It's really why we're here, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. Uh, anything else before we wrap up? Oh, I think you heard, you, this, you heard my voice good. enough. No, I, no, it's <laughs> great. I, I think that was great. And, uh, I think that's a good place to end it. So thank you, Michael, for your time today. Thank and, you, guys. And, and we will see you shortly for our uh, Will Files event at your office. Yeah. Yeah, that'll looking be good. Forward to it. That'll be a good one. Really looking forward to it. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks All so much. Thank you. All right. All right. Thank you for joining us for the Focus Right Pro podcast. This podcast is produced by myself, Dan Hughley, with music by Simon Poulton. This show was recorded on location at the NAB Show. For more information on Focusrite Pro, please visit our website at www.pro.focusrite.com. Mm-hmm.